This is In Focus. I'm John Lieberman. We're here today with a very special guest, Brian Roach, the head of regulated industries for SAP North America, including public sector. And Brian, I know we want to tackle a lot about how government organizations from federal to local have been impacted by COVID-19. First of all, good to see you. I trust you're staying well. Yes, John. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Excellent. So let's get into it. I mean, you look at the headlines, the news is full of stories about government struggling to respond to this. Big question is, what are you hearing from your customers? How is this impacting them? What are they struggling with? Well, I think, you know, John, much like we all are a little bit, you know, we're, we're all kind of struggling with the new normal. Uh, what is our new work style? What are, you know, how are we going to be productive and maximize our time and, and, and make sure that we're the most productive? I think they're, they're in the same boat in many ways. I think what we see is, you know, you kind of you kind of see the have and have not scenarios in government where, you know, you have certain agencies that were well prepared for mobile work, were kind of already mobile, were modern in their their platforms, had access, and so they took probably had very little impact. Whereas others that are, you know, they don't they don't have laptops. They they work at a workstation all day, or they're very paper driven. You know, there's so many regulations and forms that are still paper driven, you know, that have to be signed, wet ink, you know, those types of things. Uh, you see those, those challenges come out probably more than anything in terms of the impact on productivity. And frankly, I think is also dictating, you know, for government workers who need to be, who are critical, who need to, who need to be working in the office because they just don't have the ability to operate remotely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I know that you use the term, the term is used digital government question I have for you is, is it that the public sector is kind of so far behind on the digital government side than the private sector for obvious reasons that we don't have to go in? Is this spotlighting that in a way? You know, it's, it's interesting. I think, you know, the government is, is such a large, complex and, you know, a set of services and, and institutions that I think, you know, the experience really varies. I'd say, I, you know, my experience, you know, over the years is that, you know, there's always an element of government that is leading edge. They're always leading edge. If you think about some of the technological evolutions and things like just that we're operating on the internet today in, the, in our homes, you know, those were government innovations. So there's always that leading edge organization or a set of leading edge organizations that are driven there, right? Uh, and then there are others, whether it be through budget or regulatory that, you know, tend to lag. And I think, so, I, you know, it's really hard to kind of put them all in one box and compare them to commercial because I would argue I have, I have customers who are doing far better today than a lot of commercial companies that, that my counterparts are dealing with within SAP. I would say That's that they've, they've, they've managed the transition better. They're being productive. And candidly, uh, as we look at the business profile for the next, let's say, three quarters, I would say the government uh, businesses are going to be the most stable. They're going to be less impacted in, in the near term by the economic uh, impact of this of the pandemic. Right? Because of the active role that government must take in the response, whether it's right. CDC, agriculture, is that right? Absolutely. And military, right? The military is so active, strategic stockpile, and, and the areas where we're so deeply involved with them. But those are the areas that when we talk about digitization and, and, and productivity, They've shined throughout this, and of course, we're very proud to be part of that, but they, they've done extraordinarily well, right, in moving all this material and manpower and, you know, temporary uh, hospitals. I mean, they've just done an extraordinary job in this, in this crisis. Is this crisis going to kind of 
force, I use the word force loosely, but force government at all levels now to digitize. Because you, the way I sort of hear you say it is, it's kind of the haves and the have-nots. It's the agencies that have invested over the years and are at the top of their game, even on par with many privates, as you yes. said. But then it's kind of the, the ones that have been lagging behind, maybe for budget reasons or whatever reasons. Yeah, there's absolutely no question. I think uh, there's no way that we can exit this uh, this situation and not learn from it, build a, you know, a, a new set of features, functions, and capabilities for our agencies than were there before. There's no question that that will change. I think uh, what's interesting is I think we're going to see the value of citizen experiences, you know, their need to interact with citizens in a different way. You can't walk in or you haven't been able to walk into a social security office to receive a check. I mean, you have to be able to transform how you're interacting with the citizenry. Uh, I think how we, how the government analyzes the, the immense amount of data that they have. I think, you know, the ability to really mine that data, learn from it, expose it, and turn that into actionable things and to improve government and, and improve government operations in general. I say there's no question that th things will change going forward. And for the better, I think we come out of this, we're going to be much stronger. I think we're all going, we're obviously going to be a lot smarter. It's easy to be armchair quarterbacks today, but I think the difference will be in the future. Those that act as a result of what they've learned and those that don't act as a result of what they learned, that'll be the difference maker uh, going forward. You said touch on something really interesting, Brian, that I wanted to flesh out a little bit more, and that is we always hear in the private sector about customer experience, right? But generally speaking, I think it's safe to say in the public sector, at least historically, the image like of the DMV or, you know, interactions with government haven't exactly been focused on customer experience. Is this going to change that in large part because now there's going to be so many more, you know, digital touch points with government? Yeah, I, I, you know, I love, we always pick on DMVs. <laughs> yeah, I know, that wasn't <laughs> that was fair. But I, I, no, I absolutely understand. And, and again, that's one of those legacy processes where it required a lot of touch and interface. But the, yeah, there's no question. I think uh, governments have, have changed their focus in two, two dimensions, actually. One, the citizen experience. I think we've been seeing, I think, as, you know, the government got to the web and we started seeing, you know, how even IRS interacting with the, with their citizens in a different way, you know, digital uh, interactions, digital transactions. That has been improving over the years. It's getting to the next level of that. It's getting to where it's far more integrated, far more capable, far more organic to the functions of, the, of those departments, as opposed to just thin layers of, you know, you, you fill in a static website and, and up that goes that information and somebody takes that in hand, codes that into a system. These are all going to be connected front to back, right? And then understanding how those citizens are reacting, how they're interacting with your systems is going to be critical, I think, for usage, for future evolution, so that you can rifle shot target your innovation so that you're not, you know, what you think you may know to improve interaction as opposed to what you actually know, so that you can be very, very focused on where you spend your money and how you fix those systems to interact with your populace. I think those things will be happening. And then also, I think the government has become very, very interested because, listen, we're going through the silver tsunami in government employees, right? Much like we are in a lot of industries and understanding the employee experience, right? So we're seeing the government take up uh, and, and we're seeing the establishment of experience officers within chief customer officers, chief experience officers within government agencies, 
and they have two dimensional uh, roles, right? Internal and external. Yeah, that's, yeah, you don't think of all the layers here. And the other thing is, you know, you, you watch the news and you always see, that's why I thought it was great that you pointed out that many government agencies, or at least a lot of them, are really ahead of the curve. Because obviously you see the stories about unemployment sites crashing and people can't get their benefits and things like that. Right. Are you seeing a lot of difference between, say, local, state, and, and federal government in terms of how they're reacting here? You know, it's, I think, obviously, local or frontline, right? They're, they're the people, rubber and road. They're touching the citizens every day. I think the most dedicated civil servants you're ever going to meet, I think, exist at the local and state levels because they touch us so closely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from that perspective, I think, you know, they're in the front lines with, you know, all the things that are emerging, tech testing. The other, uh, maybe a federal level of government is somewhat insulated from that kind of visceral interaction with the citizenry. So there's no question that uh, we see differences of interaction. I think we're going to see, you know, I think we're going to see post-event uh, financial burdens at the lower levels of government. The, you know, the, fin- yeah. the federal support will become very important because these guys are really carrying a heavy load right now. But in the end, much like federal government, we had a lot of really well-run counties and cities, really, you know, technologically cutting edge, you know, really thinking about, data-driven decision-making, citizen interaction. I mean, so there's examples of that all over the country. And some areas, wealth, wealthy counties, wealthy cities, obviously can do more maybe than, uh, again, the have and have not scenarios, right? More rural areas don't necessarily have the same digital capabilities that maybe some of the more dense uh, urban areas do. And I'm just curious, when you talk to your customer, the public sector, were, were they always playing, has this kind of expedited their decision-making and putting budget toward the, this idea of digital government, or were they kind of always thinking they were going to get there, but this has sort of forced, you know, their hand? Much of this will be reactive. I think we're, again, we're exposing, you know, areas that we never thought we would need, you know, knowledge or information and, and where, you know, would help us, you know, be a little bit more predictive uh, and proactive about situations of this ill, right? When we talk about the stockpile predictions, I mean, who who could have made those yeah. predictions, right? Yeah. So, so from that perspective, I'd say it's it's probably highlighted some things. I think this will be something that gets corrected over time. It's not going to be immediate. There's not a there's not a silver bullet. There's not a, a easy button that you press, and all of a sudden you're digitized and smart and data driven and citizen centric. But I think it's a journey, and I think it's a journey that uh, we will all get on together. Uh, I think we're all part of this, right? I mean, industry and and uh, public sector alike. I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna learn a lot, and and how we address things of this nature going forward, right? It's not necessarily a pandemic. It could be the storm season again, right? We had a horrible storm season last year. Emergency response, our interaction between local agencies and FEMA. How can industry be part of that? You know. I think these are the types of things that hopefully educate us, but also you know, bring us a little bit closer as a community of citizens, right? Is that what keeps you up at night, the idea of maybe the what happens next? And are we, from a technology standpoint, are we equipping our customers with at least the knowledge, even if they can't execute it right now, at least the knowledge of 
what could come next and how they could sort of counteract that? Is that the big thing that sort of keeps you up at night? Well, I think, you know, I'll be honest, you know, really keeps me up at night is making sure that our systems are up and running today, you know, when they need them the most, right? I mean, you really, you have to make sure that you're producing, you know, industrial strength, bulletproof systems that can survive, uh, you know, power and all the the things that we're encountering, the massive uh, load, I, I joke, but you know, all the teenagers are home now. They're not in school. You know, they're downloading. They're on your your Netflix. Well, I have one downstairs. Right. So if this uh, if this starts to go slow, it's because he's streaming something. Well, but so the government's in the same boat, right? As are our government employees. So we want to make sure our systems are are highly uh, resilient and durable. So that's what keeps me up at night primarily. Secondarily, I think is where do we go next? What is the next right thing to do? Where does the next priority that we should have. And of course, it varies, you know, as we talk about health agencies, as opposed to, you know, law enforcement agencies, as opposed to infrastructure, you know, the roads, sewer, water, you know, all of those things. It does vary a bit. But but the bottom line is, uh, you know, it's really about making sure that we're doing the next right thing once we identify where their challenges were, what information they may have needed, where we can help and be relevant because right? we're not always going to be helpful and relevant or relevant. We'll always try to be helpful, but the, but you know, you want to make sure that what you're doing is relevant to their mission and that you can help them succeed. What's been last question I have for you, Brian, then we'll let you go get back to your customers. Um, what's the single biggest maybe surprise that has come out of this for you um, either in terms of what your customers are saying to you or what the reaction's been or has nothing really surprised you? I, I wouldn't say that I w- I've been surprised. I think uh, maybe some I, some thoughts that we had are being amplified. We're seeing the manifestation of the things that we believed, which were data-driven government, efficient digital government, will be is best served, right? Is best placed to serve the populace. And in the have-and-have-not scenarios, we're seeing governments that are doing extraordinarily well, right? We're seeing hospital systems that are prepared and doing extraordinarily well, that were predictive. They're not getting overrun. They had already built up the, the demand. So anybody who had that ability, I think it, it's validated what we've been saying for years, candidly, that this will help you be better. This will help you serve your populace better. And, and it's, so we're getting those data points validated. And, and I would say the, the counter is also true, right? Those that were unprepared are not doing as well. Uh, but candidly, you know, the human spirit and hard work is, is an amazing thing. And you'll see people who may not have all the tools available to them do heroic things to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. And frankly, in the public sector, they don't get a ton of credit for it. They don't. Really speaking for all of the hard work that they do, regardless of how their technology is, right? That's right. Right. I, I agree. And, uh, you know, you look at all the, the frontline people, you know, that we have in fire, police, healthcare. I mean, with or without technology, those people are going to be heroes. There's no question about it. Absolutely. Brian Roach, head of regulated industries for SAP North America, including, of course, the public sector. Brian, thanks for your time. And I know you're super busy. So thanks for taking the time. John, thank you. Really appreciate it.